Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We all have several goals in mind, depending on your business, but often it's breaking those down into smaller steps to think about the subscriber as a whole, right? They're a whole human. They're not going to want to buy from you every single email you send unless they're rich. And in that case, you know, send them my way because I want to talk to them. (laughs) But then you got to break it down into smaller steps in terms of engagement and getting them closer and closer to that goal you have for them. Welcome to Think Business with Tyler, sharing our methods and strategies for success. Join in on our conversations with business owners as we highlight their triumphs and detail how they overcame the challenges they faced while continuing to grow and scale their business. It's time to think life, think success, and think business with your host, Tyler Martin. Hey, hey, everyone. We're back with another show. Our guest today is Emily McGuire. Emily is the owner of an email marketing studio called Flourish and Grit. I love that name, Flourish and Grit. She has spent over a decade in tech, sent thousands of email campaigns, and has earned her clients over $80 million in email campaign revenue. She's passionate about teaching others how to leverage email marketing to increase their sales and engagement. According to her, an email has a purpose to connect with people on a human level. The more you treat it that way, the better you'll be at email marketing. In this episode, we chat about the benefits of email marketing, the most common mistakes that people make with email marketing, how to build a strong email list for your brand, and last but not least, why engagement is the most important metric to look out for. Tune into this episode to find out how to effectively market to your audience using email. Let's start the show. Hey, Emily, thanks so much for being on the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, all things considered. (laughs) So we've been, uh, just for the benefit of the audience, we've been trying to get our intro going and we keep having internet glitches, I'll call them. So I think (laughs) think we're going to be good going from here on out. Hey, I always love to start out with uh, what you do now and just a little bit about yourself so we can find out what you're all about. Yeah. So I have a small email marketing agency called Flourish and Grit, and I'm based in Michigan and Ann Arbor. And yeah, I geek out on email. I've been doing email marketing exclusively for the past seven years and have cut my teeth on some really interesting companies and projects and got into it because I was doing social media for a small company and they were like, oh, you do internet. You can do email too, right? This is internet thing. So they just sort of threw it on my plate and I discovered I I loved it. 
That's awesome. And email marketing is is a big world. I mean, it's a very important part. I've heard people say, and tell me if this is true, the return on investment, the ROI for email marketing tends to be one of the highest returns of any type of social media advertising or engagement. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because, you know, well, it, it can have such a high ROI because people give you permission to market to them, right? right? So they're already a little warm. They already know who you are in some way. And so basically what email does is just follow up with people with all the relevant content and offers. So yeah, it's it's a really powerful owned channel as opposed to social media where you're at the mercy of algorithms and others' databases. Yeah, that's a great point. So you actually control your messaging as opposed to being controlled by what gets viewed or not. So I do, I love going in this area. So I'm curious, do you have some war stories? Like, do you have some things of email marketing gone bad? I mean, we've all seen the, hey, insert first name. Do you have something where things have gone really bad that you could share? Oh, yeah. I mean, how many are there? (laughs) I mean, I've literally sent thousands of email campaigns. And, you know, I tell people who are learning, you know, anything new, especially email, that you're going to mess up, right? Like, that's just part of of learning and doing, right? Because we're all human. So a couple I can think of are, well, when I was first learning email at, at the first company I worked at, we launched registration for, uh, they sold cooking classes, live in-person cooking classes. We launched it and the emails that registration was open and the site wasn't even finished. Oh my. Like everything looked like it was all in order. And then uh, we sent the email out, people are clicking and there's nowhere to register. So that's one. Another one is sending, you know, a high uh, fire discount to customers trying to re-engage them. It ended up going to the entire database. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've seen that. It was a really uh, high performing, like it made a lot of money, (laughs) not the margins that we wanted. So uh, yeah, I've done it all. (laughs) Do you ever see where people do it like on purpose? Like they'll send out the email that says, it'll have a wrong link or something. And then they'll send another one that says, oops, I sent a wrong link. And it's like actually kind of a marketing tactic. Do you do that? Or do you advocate that? Or do you see it happen? I mean, not on purpose, but people love oops emails, right? Right, Like that's, um, you know, sending a correction email. I just posted a blog about that actually. You know, it makes us look human, right? People forget that marketers are people. And when we make mistakes, it's kind of like, oh, right, there is a person over there. And usually if you can do it with some sort of grace or humor, um, you know, my dog ate my mouse or whatever, people respond to it really well. I don't do it on purpose because people can tend to sniff out BS and marketing tactics. And That's only something that is effective once in a while, right? Right. If you're sending out an an oops email every quarter, people are going to be like, maybe they need to replace their email marketer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually sat in a marketing course many years ago, and that was their advice, believe it or not, is to do it on purpose. So yeah, I agree with you. Like, I think it probably, I guess, could work if you want to do that, but it also 
kind of says something about your business too. So good, good point. So, hey, I, I do have a question. Like when you see email marketing uh, programs not work, what are common reasons? Like what are things that just are destined to make them be a disaster? Yeah. So when most people come to me asking for advice on how to improve their conversions, my first question is, you know, what are your goals for your emails? And nine times out of 10, most people cannot articulate the specific goal or how to measure it. And so if you don't have a way to measure the effectiveness of your emails or what you're even measuring, you're not going to know, right? You don't have the visibility or the transparency into what is or isn't working. So usually that's the first place is just starting with what are the specific goals for your emails? What do you want people to do? And then how do you measure that? And how do you guide people there? The second thing is people forget that they're, again, I'm going to go back to humans. They forget they're talking to humans (laughs) and they don't understand how people consume digital content. So people are just cramming in as much information as possible into an email campaign, essentially overwhelming people with information instead of giving them digestible bits and pieces that they can actually take action on. Is half the battle in email marketing, is it around having personality? Would you would you say that? I mean, I was kind of looking at your stuff and you really have a lot of personality in, in how you communicate via email. Is that half the battle or is it a lot more complicated than that? I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Yeah. I mean, that's part of brand, right? Is having a personality and having something that differentiates you from the crowd. For some folks, that's humor. Others, it might be thought leadership or expertise or, you know, a really great visual brand. So I wouldn't say that, you know, a brand or an email has to have personality. It has to connect with people on a human level, right? And I see where people use a lot of language that's centered specifically around the brand, like they use words like we and ours. And what does that have to do with the subscriber? What does that have to do with the customer? So actually thinking about having a conversation and talking to people and what they care about and how or why your emails matter connects with them on a human level, right? It it establishes and builds a relationship. And I think People get really stuck in that because it's hard to see the person on the other end. Where does email marketing fit on the ladder for a business owner? Like, is this in your mind number one? Is you know, is Facebook advertising, Google advertising, does that come before it? Does social media activity is where would you put it in that ladder of importance in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I tell people to always start list building, right? Even if you don't have an active email program, at least start acquiring subscribers uh, through every channel that you're using to promote your brand. But you do need a consistent source of traffic or leads to uh, start packing your list. So you need that brand awareness first. So social media ads, whatever you're doing that are outbound efforts, is going to make your email program really, really, really successful. So definitely start with brand awareness and then work on the email campaigns, but always be list building. 
Yeah, always be. I like that. Yeah. Because that's the common one I get a lot is, yeah, I'd love to do email marketing. I just have nobody to email market to, is what Mm -hmm. people say to me. So what's, in your opinion, the best way that a person could build their list? Is it it through paid engagement? Is it through social media? Is it where you're just socially engaging in posts all the time? What what would you recommend if someone, you know, had a very small list? Let's say I'm making up this number under 100 people right now. What's their next step? So one is having, you know, having an offer or a hook that gets people interested in your email list. Why would they want to sign up? Can you provide a special offer or special content like a lead magnet that you give people in exchange for their email address? And then once you have that piece, then you have to let people know you have it. (laughs) (laughs) And people just assume like, oh, I created this lead magnet or I have this special opt-in offer or a quiz or whatever it is. And people will find it somehow, (laughs) but you need to drive people to it. So, you know, running ads to a lead magnet or a sign-up offer is going to make your list explode. And also just promoting it on social media and everywhere you touch potential leads, right? So if you're speaking somewhere or you're at an event, make sure you're letting people know that, you know, you have something special for them if you join their list. Now, is it better to have this giant list of not very active subscribers or is it better to have a smaller list, but a highly engaged group that is in love with what you do? I mean, quality over quantity all day, every day, for sure. You know, if you have a list of a million people, but they don't care or aren't your target audience, then you're just bombarding them with emails that they don't really care about. And, you know, engagement will always win the day, no matter what digital channel you have. And in particular for email, I mean, and this is true for social media platforms, is that engagement improves the performance of your account overall. So having a higher engaged list actually helps improve your ability to end up in the inbox as opposed to the spam folder. So this is like using, I think the term is still autoresponder. It might be CRM, but it's a service that actually is sending these emails on your behalf. You're telling it to. And then the recipients of the emails are clicking. And if they click and engage, that's is is the engagement just clicking on a link in the email or actually opening it to view it? It depends on the email client like Gmail or Outlook. Okay. But they look at everything, you know, open, how many people are opening the emails, how many people are clicking on them. And then also how many people are marking it as spam, <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's a, those yeah. are all things to keep in mind. And yeah. And then a service that does this is they call them email service providers. So like a MailChimp or something like that. If you're a business owner feeling stuck in your business, overwhelmed, responsible for everything that happens and working long hours, Tyler helps his clients develop processes, hire high-performing team members, and better understand their financial metrics and numbers to allow for a more predictable, less hands-on business. To schedule a free, no-pressure consultation, head to thinktyler.com and click the meeting button. Tyler would love to see if he can help you work on your business, not in your business. Schedule a consultation today at thinktyler.com. Think life, think success, think business. And then a service that does this is, they call them email service providers. So like a MailChimp or something like that. Okay. And then in terms of 
building that engagement and, and getting people engaged. So now you have a list making up the number, let's say 500 people on your list. How often should you be talking to them via email? Is it a weekly thing? Is it a monthly thing? Do you have a general recommendation? Yeah, I typically recommend weekly. So when I talk to a lot of people who are frustrated with their emails, it's because they're sending out a newsletter once a month and they put all this time and effort into you know curating all this wonderful content and they send it out and it's like, well, that didn't do a whole lot. And it's like, well, yeah, a month in the digital world is an eternity, right? People aren't going to remember you if you're only contacting them once a month. So having a more frequent touch, like a weekly email, is going to keep you top of mind and help people remember that you exist <laughs> and also help you increase opens and engagement. So taking that like one step further too, what's your goal? Like, is the goal to get them to go to a website? Is the goal to get them to buy something? Is it just to build a more engaged and loyal audience? I mean, what do you typically find as a small business owner or just a business owner in general? What should they be trying to accomplish? I mean, usually you have a primary goal, right? Which for most businesses is revenue. Right. Uh (laughs) Uh, You know, we got to pay the bills. But then you can have some secondary goals that might be engagement, retention, so making sure people stay on your list or stay a customer, or it can just be purely engagement just to get people to open your email and click or whatever to keep them warm. So usually it's a mix, right? You might be focusing on solely a revenue generating campaign in one email. You might have another one that is more engagement focused, but making sure that you're clear on what those goals are for you so that when you are looking back and evaluating those emails to say, okay, this one made this amount of money because it was a revenue focused email. This one didn't make as much money because it was purely for engagement. I mean, it's complicated, right? We all have several goals in mind, depending on your business, but often it's breaking those down into smaller steps to think about the subscriber as a whole, right? They're a whole human. They're not going to want to buy from you every single email you send unless they're rich. And in that case, you know, send them my link because I want to talk to them. (laughs) But then you got to break it down into smaller steps in terms of engagement and getting them closer and closer to that. Um, goal you have for them. Some big themes I'm getting in our conversation. One is we're talking to humans and let's not forget that. These mm-hmm. are real people and, and the message should be tailored to connect with them on that level. Two, we should have goals. Goals are very important in your email marketing. And then three, they should be measurable. So it sounds like there's like three kind of reoccurring themes of of getting more success out of your your email marketing. Now, along these same lines, like what are some common marketing tools that email marketing tools that get used in, in this area? Can you share a few? A MailChimp was one that you mentioned, but can you share a few that are the popular ones? Yeah, I would say MailChimp is the most popular and I'm not a huge fan of it, but it'll <laughs> do to get started, right? And they are actually expanding a lot of its functionality. So it is getting to be a more robust product. The one I recommend for small and medium-sized businesses most frequently is ActiveCampaign. 
it is the best bang for your buck, in my opinion. And I've tried a lot of them and dug into, yeah, a lot, a lot of email service providers. But if you are an e-commerce company, so if you are selling products online, Clavio is actually a really great option as well. It's a very powerful email service provider for a really affordable price point. So, but what I will say too, is you get what you pay for. And some people are hesitant to invest in tools like this, but, you know, they investing in a marketing tool, like an email service provider essentially makes your job much easier and allows you to get more done. So it's worth investing in. And so these tools, like an active campaign, it automates the process of sending the email out to a bunch of people, to everyone on your list. You can control when you can send them. Does it also help with like landing pages? Does it create the initial page to be able to capture people's email addresses? Exactly. Yeah. Active Campaign does have a landing page builder. And the other thing that it does that a lot of people forget about email or they don't really understand is that, you know, essentially you're working with a database of information, right? And you have the power to collect as much information as possible and tie it to an email address. So that can be things on like, how did they sign up for your email list? Was it a discount? Was it a special offer? Was it a lead magnet? And you can target people very specifically based on that. So Active Campaign automates a lot of that data collection process so that you can start targeting people more based on the stage they are in their buying journey. So are they a brand new lead? Are they getting closer to a purchase? So you can look at their website activity and see what pages they're looking at on your site and target people more specifically that way. So it's a really powerful tool, like I said, because you get a lot more visibility into how your subscribers are behaving and you can then do really targeted follow-ups. Yeah, that does sound powerful. So I'm curious, how do your services fit in to the world of email marketing? Like who hires you at what point in their journey? How does that work? Can you share with us? Yeah, I mean, I work with people from consultants and coaches and Etsy shops, all the way up to, you know, $100 million e-commerce companies, tech and SaaS, like I've done it all. (laughs) And I try to provide services where people are in their email marketing journey. So I have a service where I do like a five-point audit and give people an action plan plus a newsletter or an email template design. Um, And that sometimes people just need somebody to come in and give them something quick so they can implement internally. Um, And then I do the full service where I'm managing the process, sending out the emails, strategizing, writing, designing, and then automation. So what I really like to think about with email is customer journey and how do you capture people and follow up with them at each stage in their customer journey from new subscriber to a retained customer. So yeah, I do the whole gambit and I really, I love supporting people who are trying to do email better because the better it's done, the better I look, (laughs) (laughs) you know? I love for my industry to not have a a bad name because I think it often gets a really bad name. 
Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of people in your space and the mm-hmm. skill levels and what they offer. There's a wide range. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. So if someone comes to you and they say, hey, we really don't have much of a list, but we really want to be here and we won't really want to build something. What do you tell them? Do you say, hey, come back to me when you have a certain number of, of subscribers? Or how does that look if someone's just early in their journey? So I share all of my tips and tricks on my website. So I have a lot of free content for people to dig into if they don't have a budget or they're not sure what they're doing. And then I have some courses too that I uh, refer people to to get started. But essentially, yeah, it's it's just trying to get started. And sometimes people just need somebody to give them structure and direction because again, learning something new is hard and it's a really an uphill battle. So I try to provide help for people at all levels because it improves email marketing for everybody. Absolutely. So, hey, before we wrap up here, I'm just curious, do you have some type of actionable tip that you can provide to us, whether that be our business lives, our personal lives, or just something that we can take away from this conversation and apply? I have two things. Can I do two things? You can <laughs> You can provide a bonus. This is the first time in the history of the show. <laughs> uh, well, one thing I tell everybody I work with is that something is better than nothing. And it's something I have to tell myself constantly because we all want it to be perfect. We want it to be right, right now. And the thing with everything in our lives is that we have to start somewhere and we have to iterate. It's a continuous improvement process. So it's really hard to go blind into something and do it right the first time. So true. Yeah. Just getting it done sometimes is the best we can do and that's okay. And then the other thing more specific to email and messaging is think about injecting the word you more into your copy because it does, it like flips the switch in your brain where you stop thinking about yourself as the business and the sole audience, essentially, or the hero of your messaging. And it really puts that into the hands of your subscribers so they can connect more personally to your brand and your offers and services and content. Yeah, solid. Those are two great tips. So your website is flourishgrit.com. I love the name Flourish, F-L-O-U-R-I-S-H, grit.com. I love the name. Does that have a personal meaning to you or did you just because it was cool and it was available type of thing? (laughs) I mean, just because it was cool. No, (laughs) I'm a very cool person. Yeah. So I, you know, grit has always been a word that really resonates with me because I really thought about myself as somebody who can dig in and get things done and really persevere. And the more people I work with, the more I feel aligned with people who have a similar value, but grit only gets us so far, right? And sometimes grit can also be code for surviving. And yes, that's okay sometimes, but a lot of us want to thrive. And so in order to really thrive and flourish, we have to ask for help. So I really like the duality of things that nothing is just one thing. It's more complex. Well, it's a cool name. You've got a cool lead magnet too. It's called Supercharge Your Lead Magnet. The link is is the flourishgrit.com slash 
magnet. So I'll put that in the show notes. Um, I'll put your contacts and your links. But if there's somewhere, you know, if people wanted to reach out to you, is it go to your webpage or is there any other place that you'd like them to contact you? Yeah. You can also find me on LinkedIn. They let me in onto LinkedIn <laughs> and I hang out there because that's where the cool kids hang. So feel free to connect with me there too. Awesome. Well, hey, it has been great to have you on the show. I love the topic of email marketing and I'll continue to learn from you and we will. Uh, Hope you have a great day. Me too. That's all for this episode of Think Business with Tyler. But we have plenty more resources to help you in your pursuit of business excellence on our website at thinktyler.com. If you'd like to be featured in a future episode of the show, feel free to reach out to us on social media at think underscore Tyler. We look forward to helping you think life, think success, and think business. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric acid.